American pronunciation. Croissant. 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 It's a croissant. Can I have a sausage, egg, and cheese on a croissant? Oh, boy. Well, folks, after a disastrous week. Welcome to the Late Late Show. Of bad vibes and manic energy. We're back to our roots here on Green and Lewis. Recording late at night on an off day. And reporting to you about the pedophile elites trying to destroy this this beautiful world. (sighs) No, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Oh, thank God. I've conceded that I I may have contributed to the problem. I can't even... That bringing Alex Jones into the house is a bad idea. Uh That's a private activity for me alone. Uh Uh-huh. You know, while I'm writing my manifesto. Oh, boy. So we're not going to do that this week. We're going we're gonna to have a real normal one, even though it's Sunday night. It's 10 p.m. We haven't recorded this late in a long time. Ever? This is very unusual. No, we used to do it. Mm, we used to record late sometimes. Not this late. This is very late. This is very late. But also, I don't work tomorrow. You don't work tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to the Whitney tomorrow. I've oh, you're going to go see the Whitney by go? tomorrow? Man, I kind of had other plans, but yeah, I think I should just go with you. Yeah. In the morning, just get it done, sneak in. Because it's the last day of member previews. Yeah, then I definitely want to go because yeah. I don't want to go with the public. Yeah, I don't yeah. even really want to see the show as we discussed on last week's after show. Actually, I think I cut that part out because I said something troubling. And, <laughs> and I, Oh, you self-censored yourself? And, and in oh. re-listening to it, I was like, yeah. You can get away with that in the first episode when you're like, you know, a little spry. You were but a little slurry and a little... Three sheets yeah. to the wind and you say something bad. It, yeah. It comes off even worse. Yeah, I had to do... I was very, you know, adulting in the after show the last time, and I was like, God, this is exhausting. Okay. Well, you were half asleep. I mean, I pretty much just Alex Jones-style ranted that entire episode. Yeah, I just let it go. That was was a one-hour monologue of me, so yes, I cut out about 30 minutes of it, because I was like, some of this stuff towards the end is not good. That's just self-preservation, you know? Oh, you mean it was like yesterday when you were like, you know, UK people, you're just missing something, because you can't accidentally have a baby. And I'm like, what? Okay, I'm not uh, dealing with this right now. I mean, I stand by that statement, honestly. In this, in the sober light of a Sunday night, I'll oh say, yeah, boy. that is true. There is something fundamental about the human experience that you're lacking. Ugh. It's not a bad thing. Statement of uh, fact, not of value, as they say. <sighs> That's not a good way to start the episode. Lack though, is so. a, you know, lack is a value judgment. Look, that yeah, I know it's a little charged. Yeah, I was, I was saying to somebody today, I, I have a bad habit of thinking of myself as not being a very emotional person but then the way that i put things value judgment city yeah it it is a little too cutting and revealing about my attitudes and character Uh sometimes so I'm, i'm trying to i'm trying to work on myself i'm trying to be a little better um i'm trying to let people girl boss and gatekeep me into submission sure um i will uh Believe no, I did make I a joke. I went to the Cloisters today, hmm. which I've never been to. Yeah. Um, it was worth it. It was so far. It was really far, but I drove there. Oh, I was. I had a hankering to drive to a place. Oh, and I had an excuse to do so. Originally, I was supposed to go to the zoo, but it was rainy and shitty, so no zoo. No zoo. Zoo's very expensive too, by the way. Forty dollars. Yeah. Forty American dollars. And if you can only see Jungle World and World of Birds, I'm not paying forty dollars for that. I want to see the big. The big animals on the outside on a nice day. Mm. So anyway, called an audible and went to the cloisters, which the Middle Ages is not really my thing. Yeah, but um, they have some good examples over there, and the building itself is pretty cool. But I was under the mistaken impression 
that they built that building somewhere else and then moved it to New York. No. You know, but it's not one of those deals. It's no. just a it's a fake medieval building. It's like the Getty that they built in the 30s. Yeah. It's still cool cuz they have like real elements in there. Like yeah, some but... of the like, you know, sconces and friezes and gargoyles and stuff are like from original places, but they just sort of like spackle them in it's retrofitted to a fake building it was a little underwhelming in that respect right but many of the examples in the collection were very good huh anyway the only reason i brought this up is that i made an off-color joke about gold coins and a certain ethnicity and it did not go over well so i'll tell you it later because it was really funny i was quick with it but my audience was not impressed (laughs) i'll tell you that I have a theory that this it's an after show <laughs> theory, but we'll get to that. Okay, um, yeah. uh, so have you ever been there? No, I have no. Yeah. My, uh, tapestries? I don't give a shit. Dude, I will tell you what. The best thing there and the most well-known thing there is the unicorn tapestries. Yeah. Which are incredible because they are bizarre. Yeah. They make no narrative sense. See, yeah. I didn't even know about them till today. Oh. I learned about the unicorn tapestries when I saw them, but apparently this is the thing about going up there. Um, yeah, that's the only reason to go to the cloisters. Is but like, they're cool because I thought unicorn tapestries. Uh, I don't know. This is going to be some lame bullshit. It's also like, a weird way, like the way that they're woven. Sorry to cut you off. Sure. Is that they're? It's a very tricky weave that it's like you know to weaver people. They're just like, how the fuck was this done? Like, there's no way they could have done this back then. They're like, there's some kind of little witch really. Like, they're like, like it's a little witch mysterious. Yeah. See, weavings are interesting to me on that level all the time because I don't really understand how they're done. For example, uh, the other day I had cause to look at a Kiki Smith tapestry, Mm -hmm. and I was looking at it, and I was like, I can't tell if this is computer. I can't tell if somebody did this by hand. I don't know how you make a, how you do warp and weft and, like, organize an image. It seems incredibly complicated and difficult, and, like, it would take a ton of skill. So imagining people, like, doing this in the 14th century or whatever. Yeah, that's the part. It's mind-blowing. And the fact that people don't know exactly how they did it is pretty amazing. Like, yeah. lost arts are always very cool to me. Yeah. But anyway, it's in that kind of realm. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting fact. Because one of the disappointing things about the Cloisters is who's ever writing their little labels, they, well. they don't really tell you anything. Like, So I walked around the unicorn room, and I thought, like, oh, this is going to be fantasy pictures of unicorns what's the big deal about unicorns you know yeah and it's actually like a weird narrative because it's they're hunting the unicorn throughout but then there's ones where like the unicorn is in captivity Uh then there's ones that the unicorn doesn't appear in at all where they're just like chilling then there's ones that like venerate the unicorn where it's like purifying water because that's a known myth i guess unicorn horns could purify water but anyway so like i was like wow this makes no narrative sense these are actually really interesting they're like violent and grotesque in a way that i did not expect and I go to read the the label that's like the summary of this room, and it's like, yeah, basically, like these were purchased by so and so after the French Revolution, and we don't really know what they're about. Hmm. Nobody knows the original owners. Nobody can understand this narrative. They're just a genuine mystery. And it said nothing about the technical mystery, yeah, which is an additional element that I think is cool. Yeah, it's a, yeah. They're, they're in incredible condition, by the way, too, which is the other thing. I think they just restored them. Like, there's a bunch recently. of faded tapestries near there that look like, you know, they look like museum tapestries where, like, all the color is sapped out of them and all you see is, like, the linen color and some red. Yeah. That's the general and vibe greens. of things. Greens usually old. stick, yeah. But these are vibrant as yeah. fuck. They reminded me in color palette of, like, Botticelli's, like, seasons cycle. Hmm. They're, like, very viridian green and, like, cerulean blue cool colors yeah and they looked great i think they got a a big old cleaning maybe 15 years ago 10 years Mm. ago um 
because it was like a big thing like reinstallation i think i could be making this up but um there was a note in a different room about different tapestries that said that there was some fund by some guy that directly involves restoring tapestries only huh. so i wouldn't be surprised if every few years they use that fund to like do do a, a clean clean yeah there. yeah huh very cool. Uh, the other thing that was exciting about the cloisters that I did not expect was there is actually a lot of painting there. I kind of assumed like, oh, it's Middle Ages art. It'll be a lot of sculpture, you know, wood sculptures of Mary and Jesus. And isn't this boring? Mm. But they had a lot of frescoes huh. that were transferred to canvas so they could be moved to the States. So I'm always fascinated by stuff like that. And they had really cool ones that are from Spain. So they're like, they're not quite Moorish, but they are in that weird zone between Islam and Christianity right? where there's a lot of cool style to them. Cause usually middle ages stuff is boring. Cause you're like, they're looking a little lumpy. We lost a lot of knowledge after the Roman empire fell and we don't right. know perspective anymore. So yeah. this shit is just kind of like our best effort at, we're not to Jado yet. And oopsies. Nah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of bad and dull, but these are like stylish and kind of cartoonish. They almost reminded me of my Meiji Japanese print. Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of stylization where like the line work is very um, crisp and like daggered, like everything sort of tapers off and like, at least they're like having, having fun. Oh, with right. That's when the fingies get a little like, like I, I feel like hands are like this, but the fingers are really long and then like kind of squarish and wispy. Yeah. You're right about that. But no I one just can mean see the that weird like, like arthritic claw that I just made, but you know, no. Yeah. The fingers like sort of look like claws. Like everybody looks like a like a demon or something a little bit, but it's more that it, it, that's kind of true of a lot of middle medieval imagery. Yeah, but it's more that the stylization is intentional rather than like just a byproduct of trying to relearn lost knowledge. Right. It's like oh, we're just like actually spicing this up because of the weird regional influence of Africa, hmm. and they look cool. And I didn't know things like that even really existed because hmm. I just don't know that much about that period. Honestly, it's you know. I mean, because it just gets glossed over. Well, yeah. We used to call it the Dark Ages for a reason. Like, we talked about it on yeah. a recent episode, how that's kind of unpopular historically because it undersells that era. But, like, honestly, in terms of artistic in innovation, it's, it's it, is a, bleak. it is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were just slapping gold on stuff and being like, it's holy. And you're like, ooh, is it? How rough. Yeah, I don't know. I was actually discussing this because when you look at medieval sculpture, it's actually, like, pretty proportional and good. Like, they did know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I, I was a little bit baffled because I was like, how could you do sculpture accurately, which to me seems more difficult as a person that deals with imagery and representation and painting. Like, it's always easier to just make a drawing than it is to sculpt something out of clay or wood, you know, like, <sighs> but then it occurred to me, and I think this is a novel thought that it actually does make sense for that time period because no one that was alive during that time period would have ever seen images. Yeah. There was no photography. If you could not draw or paint yourself, you never saw pictures. There was no mirrors. You also couldn't like read. Like you're not used to handling stick, you know, writing utensils. Oh, sure. Forget about literacy. It was yeah. only monks that ever saw images or read anything. Right. You know, but it's like I, I, I never really internalized the idea that there was a world with no images in it because we're so saturated by them, physical and otherwise, you know, like. The number of images generated every day today is probably more than the number that existed for a thousand years between, you know, 900 A.D. Mm. Well, not a thousand years. 900 A.D. and 1400. I mean, there was very little being produced in that way. So to try to represent something in flat space accurately was actually probably more difficult. Yeah. 
because you could have somebody stand next to a sculpture while you were carving it and know whether kind of figure or not out, like, it was yeah. accurate. But without a reference, you don't know how to do anything. Well, yeah, and that's why you have a lot of like even the like figuration is a little more imagined. Like there's uh, like the CMA has these weird uh, lion statues, but they're birds. Interesting. Yeah. And you're like, what? Is that where like griffins kind of come from? Is this hybridization from having no like primary source to work from, and I people they, just kind of guess? At they it? couldn't figure out how to do. Like they probably saw like a mountain lion, and they were like, "Is it like a stubby one?" Like they just were like, "I don't know what a lion looks like," because a because like there's biblical stories of like people get eaten by lions, saints and shit. Yeah, they would feed them. They would feed Christians to the lions, you know, in the Roman in the Coliseum times, yeah. and shit. Yeah. Right. So then they're just kind of like read it or being told descriptions of fearsome beasts with you know snarling whatever the fucks you know so like how do you depict that if you're like uh the scariest thing that i saw was a hawk maybe it's a real big hawk yeah exactly you just you extrapolate from what you have seen and say it must be something like that right. that's the most threatening thing that i know yeah yeah, yeah or exactly. like and then they fuse it to like i don't know bears and they got bears. Yeah, there was lots of animals in in medieval Europe that don't exist there anymore because we hunted them to extinction. Like another interesting facet of the unicorn room was they had like a chalice in there that was supposedly a unicorn horn, but it's actually a narwhal horn. Oh, you know those whales with the horn? Yes. And I, I was spiraling out thinking about that, thinking like it's so funny that there were a class of like fishermen, probably up in like Denmark, Sweden, Norway, that did know that narwhals were not unicorns, but that we're just getting it over on the rubes from oh, the south yeah. who had never seen them before by selling them. Yeah, sure, it's a unicorn. They're like, ja, 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 unicorn, yeah. Yeah, ja, yeah. ja, 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 And there's, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're joking, but even like translation issues and stuff, people probably just assumed they were talking about what they thought they were talking about. Well, they about. probably they probably heard unicorn, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. have Ja, we have. Yeah, hey, it was in a different room relating to the Spanish stuff, but there was another instance where they said like people hunt hunted alpine ibexes to death Aww. because they could Those pass. Those are deers, right? They're like more like an antelope yeah. of the family, though. Yeah. But they're larger and they're mountain. They're like kind of like goat. They horns, hybrids, yeah. yeah. But they could pass those horns off as unicorn shit. Yeah. So people just hunted those to death. Well, people were just like, "Ooh, a horn of a thing that I don't know." Yeah. Hmm. I mean. That, I mean, that still happens with, like, rhinos, like, you know. They actually compared the alpine ibex to the rhinoceros in that wow. it wasn't hunted completely to extinction, but, like, almost. And it was basically all for, like, superstitious reasons of, like, oh, their horn is potent. Yeah. You know. Aren't there ibexes around? No? Yeah, I think there still are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah rare, for sure there yeah. are, but they're really rare, yeah. Huh. What's that? Hmm. There's some kind of goat that's not a cashmere goat, but just adjacent it's like angora no the rauschenberg goat what the rauschenberg goat i think is angora angora is rabbit fur oh it is yeah i swear there's a thing called an angora goat can i look it up sure um but go ahead oh i gotta look it up it's this very very rare oh shit let me find it hold on loro piana um if you really want to treat yourself and do something bad you can get this very special kind of uh yeah dude angora's a goat what what's the other thing mohair that's goat a lot of goat hairs i thought mohair was the rodent hair i thought mohair was some kind of like weasel or something i think 
most Angora contemporarily comes from like, like Angora sweaters back in the day probably came from that kind of goat. But now, I don't know, there's like a rabbit situation that's a little rough. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if in our declining society there was some lesser quality product replacing something pr- um very expensive yeah Yeah. i mean it's a little rough um anyway what the what the fuck were we talking about goats and animals and ibex and stuff yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh vicuna Mm. vicuna is that a rabbit or a goat uh i have no fucking idea what it is but it costs a small fortune uh vicuna i love that your first thought when it comes to animals and like wildlife is like what they could be made into it's kind of like a the fuck is that uh it's it almost looks like a camel or something. It's like a camel slash like, uh, what are those things that are? It's a llama. That's yeah. what it looks like. It's like a yeah. long neck llama. Yeah. It's like a giraffe llama. There's very few of them. They don't produce that much fur, so it's really beautiful. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My first thought is always going to be, how, how can we make How that can we make a... this into a jacket? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that looks fuzzy. Can we spin it? That's the Will Laughlin School of Improv. First thought, jacket thought. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, oh, what's that? Can you make it into a jacket? <laughs> but can it be made into a jacket? Can we, mm, sweater? Sweater, yeah. okay. Um, anyway, animals. So, uh, uh, Yeah, we were just talking about Middle Ages shit. Yeah. I'm trying to check my check my mental list of cloisters things that I mm. wanted to talk about. Um, it just has more? striking views of New Jersey. Well, they actually are really striking. That far up in yeah, Manhattan, north, you're like, yeah. wow, I wonder how much it would cost to live over there in New Jersey because there's not that many houses on those hills. Um. It seems like it's primary like real estate. Right, a, That's like Fort Lee. It's more north than that. It's not Fort Lee. It's farther north than that. Mm, I think. I mm, Fort Lee's just north of the GW. Um, uh-oh. I, I swirled the map. Yeah, but the, G, the GW is like in the 90s, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Washington Heights. Fort Tyron Park is barely... Look. GW. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, it's fair a, enough. It's across, uh, so Englewood is over there. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's neither here nor there, but I'm just telling you, I looked out the window today and there's not that much real estate over there. It's very wooded. Yeah. But it's I like, mean, it is a beautiful zone because on both sides, it's still it's kind a park. of natural. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this, this would be a great place to live and still be in New York. Well. Everybody thinks of going farther out like the Long Island way or the upstate way, but going like just across the water to Jersey right there yeah that's the palisades yeah Palisades parkway yeah yeah that's why there's nothing there because you're driving through a park yeah on a highway um but up there once you get farther in you're in paramus Mm -hmm. which you know as a commute is very easy to get to manhattan for sure well you know it made me think like you know in national parks so expensive there are people that had houses in the area that was then designated a national park so they were grandfathered in and they get to live Oh, in, in parks, these yeah. isolated, beautiful environments, just by legacy inheritance. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's anything like that. There must be. New York's so dense, there has to be, but in that area. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can live in like old school, like on a cobblestone street up in, you know, Washington Heights. Because I told you the other night I watched a Norwegian movie. Mm-hmm. That area of New York up there, I was like, oh, this looks like Oslo in that movie. 
Oslo is huh. prettier, but it, but it's similar where it's like, oh, it's like water and forest mixed with city. Yeah. In this very pleasing way where it's not too dense. So you don't like none of the features are drowned out. They all kind of complement each other. Right. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's not like identical geography, but it's like similar vibe, especially on a rainy day where it's like kind of misty and you're like feel you feel like the river is like fjord more than it is a river. Okay, I think uh, watching too much. Are you going to watch some Swedish mystery movies now? Look, do you want me to talk about Alex Jones? I will do it. <laughs> I will do it. So I'm we're not going to lean I'm like, into the sentimental direction. We're leaning into like Look, everything's I'm, misty. and As you know, I'm bipolar. I'm not using my diagnosis as an excuse, mm-hmm. but I am citing it as a point of reference. There oh, are two modes here. There is no middle ground. Oh, am I being ableist? You are. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you. But this wow. is an anti-ableist podcast, and we do not make fun of fat people. Since Ever. when? <laughs> we do not do that. We do not hate watch the trailer for Watch Out for the Big Girls. That is not <laughs> the name of the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm going to get a, a message about that one. Um, can't You're gonna, you get the messages now about things that I say? Yeah. Audience, that is exactly what you should do. I love this response. Do not talk to me. Complain to Will get, behind uh, my back. Then he'll tell me. I get the, I get the, uh, you know. You I told Brant on the phone. He told me. I get the DMs and I have to, you know, you know, go on in crisis mode, crisis PR mode and be like, yeah, I don't know. You know, you just can't control the talent. I don't know. I don't, it's just hard to do it, you know? Um. But anyway, Misty, I mean, I don't know. I was trapped inside all day. Yeah, it looked beautiful. It was nice. It was a nice rainy day activity. That's what I'll say for the cloisters in closing. Like, mm. If you had a different plan and you can't execute it because of the weather, go there. I mean, the park is really the draw up there because you can kind of do a little baby hike. Well, yeah, they have like a nice garden, too. There's yeah. like a botanical garden element to it where there's like a medieval courtyard where they have all these plants and they tell you what they are and they're pretty. And then they, there's like an outdoor sort of terrace and there's a garden there too yeah. it's nice you know it's hard to enjoy when the weather's bad but you still get to take it in a little it's bit. a good like lunch moment yeah like if you can go there on a sunny day it's usually pretty empty on the weekdays and you can just be like mm, lunch in the garden and it's quiet sure, sure. and like you can be around it the best um uh you know not to dismiss your review of of the cloisters but the um best review of the cloisters was uh, a gawker column from 2011 by katie weaver um, where it was, they just like her and her co-author would go to like landmark things and have lunch. Like the greatest restaurant in New York city is, you know, the sandwich spot at the Jewish museum or at the, you know, nine 11 memorial, um, which is a great I like bit. this concept. Yeah. That's a good bit. It's that. And then like t- the Tommy Bahama one is like an all-star, all-star greatest like thing. Cause they just get shit can hammered on the worst, like sugary drinks. Like she falls down at some point. <laughs> um, again, it's in, on fifth Avenue in the middle of like the day. Cause they're comping it for lunch. Um, RIP Gawker. Thanks Peter Thiel. It's back. Don't worry. No way. It's you, not as good though anymore. It's not, I bet. It's not yeah. snarky. Um, there's no bitchiness. No. They're a little bitchy, but I'm like, Oh, you're just doing it in the style of, Right, right, right. Oh, New York is dead. Um, yeah, in the in the virtual museum of online content, one day it will say after Gawker. In my in my personal <laughs> New York history, yes. Um, I mean, you know, we're living in the after Forlinis. Oh, Forlinis, R.I.P. You know, did I, we talk about this? I think we, we did talked about this last night. Um, yeah. But again, I I stand by it that you know once again, Finelli's reigns supreme over all 
shitty Italian Italian nonsense south of Houston. Yeah, that's once uh, and always reigning mm, reigning champ. That's fine, but I really did. I vibed with Forlini's man. It represents my heritage in both okay. ways. It's Italian since the forties. You know, it's got pasta sauce running through its veins. And then on the other hand, it appeals to, you know, BPD Red Scare Art Hose. And I love okay. both things equally. Oh boy. So it was kind of the perfect place. Yeah. Um It's where, you know, if there was ever like an armistice signed between Dime Square and Bedsty, it would have happened at Forlini's. That's neutral ground. Absolutely <laughs> not. That is it would be signed at Swap Bar. What are you talking about? Mm. Yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. Yeah, in between. Maybe you're right. The Chinese need to mediate. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Homegirl home girl with the haircut is going to be like, no, 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 no. Stop fighting. Yeah. Nobody gets a mic until you st- shut the fuck up and right. I need your drink orders. Correct. You better pay cash. You know what? You know, point conceded. You're correct. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, what were you talking about, though? That Gawker article. Yeah, like, so, like, the... um. The review of that, because it was like the last one, it was like the last, like the send off because like the co like the co-author like moved on to a different magazine, like, you know, when, the, you know, the empire was crumbling. Um, so it was a very meditative, like wistful piece about like how quiet it is and how you're, you know, with history and you can hear traffic, but you're also like kind of in like a little mini castle, but also you're looking at New Jersey and it's what, like it's a whole confluence of things to kind of sit with yourself and be quiet. You know, like I don't like, you know, it's the same way that I kind of treat, uh, uh, the Frick. Like when I read it, I was like, Oh, that's like going to the Frick where you're like, I'm kind of being quiet now. Yeah. Like it's a place to be quiet. That's right. Cause even if like, there's like chattery in the like, fountain room or whatever the fuck like it's sealed and you don't really have to hear it everywhere else like it's the last place where there's no atrium right right and it's an old school atrium where it's like oh no we seal off the loud we don't no 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 no. um the riffraff can chatterbox over there right and you're like yes the chat the riffraff you have a riffraff room oh if only i mean talk about 15 things museums should do riffraff riffraff room Oh, look, the walls are painted pink in there. And there's a Jeff Koons balloon dog vinyl sticker stuck on the wall for selfies. And you they're pumping in John Legend. And you can go in there and talk all you want. I mean, you can have... That's where you can have the... Cup. There's also pads on the wall. So it's soundproof? So that it's soundproof. And in case anybody's feeling a little psychotic, we can just let it all out in there. Yeah, you, know? you, you should, yeah, there should be like... It's basically the, a Chuck E. Cheese. They just make a room look like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that was that new museum show. I know, they opened the floodgates. Well, we talked about this. But imagine just one room per museum. Just yeah. sock, sock a little, little quiet time. We don't need big atrium that just spreads noise and cacophony. Oh, know? I know, I know. We can't have nice things anymore, you know? You should be able to have a big room where everyone's respectful to each other because it's nice to be in a big room. Everybody loves a big room. Vaulted ceilings, you're like, oh, that's nice. Look how the sound carries when I talk quietly. That's why the Breuer is an ancient Egyptian statue. That's why the Breuer is a magical place. I don't know what about all that concrete does, but, you know. There is something about, like, compartmentalized sort of low-ish ceilings. Low ceilings that really That keep do it. everybody calm. Because it's prison architecture, that's why. I know, and I love it. Yeah. Bring back prison architecture for museums, honestly. I 
I wouldn't be surprised if brutalism gets a big resurgence. You know, we're going through it right now. We're, you know, hey, listen, Ukraine man, and th- Russia, very big into like, you know, there's a lot of people concrete. making trouble on the streets. There's a lot of people making trouble on campus. We need to have specific ways to get the fire hoses in there. And they need to be effective. You have to be so, able to evacuate underground at purchase. Concrete, low ceilings, small rooms. Also, coming the, back. The lighting is also hidden beautifully. Oof. That's the best part. Recessed lighting in the like the Breuer lobby in a concrete ceiling. Uh no, that's not those are domed. Oh, uh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the old CMA. Old CMA was like that. They yeah. were like, Hi, we stuck a track in here. Did you notice? And you're like, No. It's all very similar. Because it's Breuer. It's both the same architect? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. The fuck? I don't know shit about architecture, man. I only know about Albert Speer. <sighs> the goat. Cut that out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's why it was like the Breuer building and the 1918 building at the CMA, and then we called the Whitney the Breuer. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew Marcel we called Breuer. the Whitney the Breuer because that was the architect, but I didn't know the CMA was built by Breuer. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Same shit. Same same feel. Um, yeah, no. I bring, bring back heavy shit. I don't need MoMA. I don't want MoMA. I don't want MoMA bigness. Oh, my God. MoMA just, it's made out of press board. It feels like a condo building. It is a condo building. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. Condo buildings in Williamsburg have less stabbings per capita. Hmm. I wonder if that's still true. <laughs> the condos have less stabbings? Probably. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of domestic violence in those condos that just goes unreported. Because mm. you don't want to lose your job at Goldman Sachs or Google or whatever. I so when Bay pops off because she didn't get the right grav locks at brunch, yeah, and you give her a little swat. <sighs> I don't think I don't think people are necessarily talking about it, but I think it is happening. Is what I'm saying. I think that no, I, that's not the the architecture of you know aggressive um, domvi. You know, uh, it's more passive aggressive. There's more notes and more like, hmm, okay, all right, I'm going to go um, out with the girls tonight. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go, you know, we're going to go out with the girls, and then I might have dinner with Troy from work. We have to catch up on some some projects. Oh, Troy, I always hated Troy. Yeah. He's always leering at you. What do you mean? He's just like, he's just a colleague. He's just like, he's, no, he's got a wife. He's got like, you know, a dog that's basically a baby. Where's our where's our dog baby? <laughs> we talked about this. What do you mean it's not in the Why do you always <laughs> bring this up? <laughs> uh see, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. if you don't want to talk about it, I'm just going to go see the girls and Troy. Mm. And maybe maybe I'll go see my mom this weekend. I I can take the train up. <laughs> so what you're saying is just some dickless man is getting deprived of sex for like 3 days and Two and a half. Yeah. Because if she comes back from, you know, brunch with the ladies, it's like a little turn. Like, She's a little too drunk and Troy's like, this is gross. I can do better than this. The riff starts somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Poor Troy. I think I think Troy's going to be frustrated. We'll end up putting a ring on it that an engagement would get broken around nine months in. Oh, I, I don't think. No, I don't think Troy's that kind of guy. My headcanon is saying that Troy, I mean, he's annoyed with her because she's drunk again at brunch, mm-hmm. and it's difficult to fuck under the circumstances, so he's going to hit up side piece number two. 
who's angry with Hayden this week. And maybe she's a little bit more sensible about it because she didn't get a dog baby either. But what are you going to do? But she doesn't go get, you know, bottomless she, Yeah, she doesn't have too many mimosas on yeah. Sundays. Hmm. She just has Sunday scaries. You know, which they're both the doing Xanax, but one of them's mixing it with too many mimosas. So he's going to hit the other one. Yeah. Gotta say, mimosa is the most disgusting thing in the world. I don't agree. I like a mimosa, but only one. I mean, you can't be sitting there pounding those People things. sit there and pound like pitchers. That's disgusting. Pitchers? They do that? Well, it's not like a nothing. Be- it's not like a beer pitcher, but it's like a you know cute glass pitcher. I know, but nothing involving champagne should be in a pitcher. It's not champagne. They use Andre. I mean, still, it's the principle of the thing. It doesn't need to be quality or whatever. It's like this is special. <sighs> We're not out of Buffalo Wild Wings. I I think you know? like the only time to have a mimosa that's respectable is Mother's Day. Well, that's the thing. Mimosas used to be that they were a drink for old ladies. They still are. Let's be honest. And now they're not. Now they're a drink for young ladies that are a little bit. No, the espresso martini and the um, the bloody. No, ladies. Don't. Look, listen. The bloody is a stone cold classic. You can't argue with that. I don't think anybody can take that away from anybody else. That belongs to high culture and low culture in equal measure. And alcoholics. Grandma. Mostly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, alcoholic grandma's making a bloody every morning. And that's fine. Good for her. Yeah. That's fine. She's retired now. She's getting that tomato juice. She doesn't so she... have any teeth anyway. <laughs> Grandpa's excited about that. And the other girls at brunch could learn to use less, if you know what I mean. <sighs> I'm sorry. We're going to get notes. <laughs> I don't want to get notes. Oh, you're not going to get any notes. That's I'm going to get all the Will's notes. Will's going to get a lot of notes. Oh, God. You know... <laughs> Some people like to say, oh, yeah, my DMs are open. I'm like, listen, the DMs are unfortunately open. Should I close them? Maybe. Um, but, oh, boy. No, I, I'm i thinking about brunch because I re-downloaded Hinge again. Um, and for some reason, it was just giving me, like, a cavalcade of Manhattan gays. And I was like, well, I'm poor and fat, so... We're just gonna swipe left on all these people because, like, no. Even though you're attracted to them, you're realizing now I'm like, that you're not in no, the same no, no. league anymore. No, 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 no. I was just like, okay, you're like, but it was all like, love brunch, love Sundays, love walk in, love travel. I'm like, you guys are like, it's very cookie cutter in in the way of like, none of you are interesting. You're all very bad. The older you get, you can't really tolerate that stuff so much anymore. You're like, I know exactly how this is gonna go, and yes, I might get laid out of this, but. Oh, Honestly, no. is the conversation worth it? And the answer is no. Well, I th- I feel like the answer would be, would I even have that conversation? Like, you know, no. Because they'd be like, bald? I'm like, yeah, but... It's called alopecia, and a lot of people have it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make any G.I. Jane jokes my way. <laughs> um, G.I. Like, Jumbo, I'm really looking forward to it. Only one part of me is Jumbo, <laughs> and it's not my waistline. Um... <laughs> Two can play this Come game. Come on, dude. <laughs> how does it? How does it feel? <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, no, no, boring, 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 boring. And I was like, oh, but then like, you. But then it's also like, then you get like, oh, if I have like nines that are boring and then like twos that are boring, I'm like, where are my other like four to six and a half sevens? Yeah, right. Who, where that's, who have a thought? You know what, man? You know? Yes, I sympathize with this a hundred percent yeah but even then i'm like but you know what you know here's your problem is hinge hinge is the problem Mm -hmm. because that's the app designed for the boring 
I think so. And now they've added like the voice memo thing where people will like, oh, like imagine dox listening themselves to by talking. Gaiman's voices. I have to listen to one far too often and I really don't like it. So, oh, I sound normal compared to other gays. I guess that's true, actually. You know what? By today's standards. Do you know how often I have to butch up my voice? I work not to that com- comic effect, but I, I do get a little gravelly. Really? You do that intentionally, you're saying? As in a my, counterpoint? In my, wor- in my workplace, when I have to be like, hey guys, how's it going? You do that? How we doing? You put on your you put on a little like Alex Jones rumble in there. Yeah, and then, what? hi ladies, how's it going? Sound hi. Like a sportscaster. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? What are we looking for today? Wow. You do that at work? Yeah. It's called code switching, you fucking moron. I know, but that's a whole side of you I didn't know you did. Oh, yeah. Do you find that the customers respond better when you don't have a little bit of flair on the on the? Well, you got to ease them into it. Oh, you reveal it over oh, time, yeah. and then they're like, oh, no, I've been swindled by another well, cause, cause when they're I'm moving to Florida. Because <laughs> when they're like, oh, wait, do you know what you're doing? And then I have to be like, yes, of course. I, you're in the right hands. I'm a fucking faggot. I'll tell you what to wear the yeah. right way. And they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah. All right, now give me your money. I've done that for years. <laughs> years and years. Let me tell you about the globalists. <laughs> you know, if you worked, if you still lived in Ohio for whatever reason, you would really have to work that in for some people's sales. You know? Oh, I did. I did back then, too. Oh, yeah, okay. All yeah, right. I would turn it on for some people, and mm-hmm. some people I'd turn it off, and then when I had to be a little swishier, I'd be like, how are those pants fitting? And they're like, I don't know. They're a little tight. I'm like, you moose knuckling, sweetie? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll get you a, nu- a nu- next size up. Don't you worry. Oh, boy. I never like hearing the word moose knuckle. I really don't like it. No one likes to see it either. Oh, my God. Remind me. I have something to tell you later that I absolutely cannot talk about on here. But it's huge, literally and figuratively. You sound, oh I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. All right. Um. I'm confused. Now. Uh, yeah. Any late yeah. night episodes. Yeah, this is welcome be, to weird. It's, it's a little weird. It's weird in a different way. Uh, it's not a smooth transition, but I went to the prints and drawings room at the Met. Oh yeah. Did I tell you about that? I don't think we a really talked bit. about it. Just no. a little bit. I figured you were. I don't want another watermelon. I figured you were holding on to the information from for pod- podcaster. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of was, but um, also like, also like. Were you underwhelmed or were you whelmed? It, it was it was an odd experience because I was both underwhelmed and whelmed. Uh-huh. Um I was whelmed by the experience itself. Uh-huh. Because it is really nice. Did you have to wait in line or did they have a all access easy pass? No, no, no. I mean, I had to wait in line because my appointment was right when the museum opened, so there oh. was no other choice but to get in line with the proles and then tell them, "Hey, I have an appointment." Do you want to sneak in the membership thing and be like, "I have an appointment"? No, that's what I did. Oh, okay. but there's still a line there. Oh, fuck. Um, so yeah, no, they point you to the prints and drawings room. You don't have to pay admission. It's a nice thing. They're very kind about. They're like it. scoochies, yeah, yeah, and they get you to the head of the line. Like, yeah, you're done. But, um. The experience itself of viewing the artworks was very cool and very worth it, and I think very useful. Uh, I will return to that. But what was weird about it was the situation. Like, the people there, as kind as they are to, like, do all this for you and stuff. A little they're, skittish. They're a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. They're a little weird because they're, like, locked in a back room all day just doing this for people. Yeah. And the people that they're doing it for 
are mostly, I think, like art historians and writers that are like very diligent and taking this very seriously. Right. So when I showed up with this huge menu of just like scattershot shit and they're like asking you like, do you have a preferred order you want to view this in? And I'm like, not really. I just want to see everything. But also like two hours is not that much time. Right. I'm like speed running through this. And meanwhile, the two other people that are in there, because it's three people like per session, are spending like the majority of the time on one thing. I think they switched items like once. Oh. And I think the woman that was dealing with me, my handler, was not open about this, but I got the vibe that she was resenting having to get up out of her desk every 10 minutes to switch for me. Because oh. that was the only way I could finish the list, and I didn't even finish it. Oh. I requested 10 items, which is the maximum, and I only got through eight. Oh. Huh. Um, because by the time, you know, because the Met doesn't open till 10, and by the time you actually get up to the room, it's another 20 minutes dealing with the fucking line, figuring right. out where it is. By the time you get in there, you only have about an hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half to do everything. So that's about 10 minutes apiece. Right. And I thought, that's enough time. No. Like looking at things for 10 minutes, I would never do that in a gallery. Right. But you're not in a gallery. You're sitting at a nice table, nice heavy wood table with a heavy wood easel that they're putting things on. And like, you're like, holy shit, I'm really close to this. Yeah. And I can really look at this. And also, like, I went in with the attitude that if I look at something and it's not that interesting to me, I'll just switch. But the idea that someone else has to do it for you makes kind of, you feel obligated yeah. to look at it. And also because the other people in the room are serious scholars that are really looking hard and like taking notes. I'm like, I can't just be like, oh, the hopper's not that interesting. Like, just give me the next one. I just will look at this for 10 oh. minutes. You know, I felt a little obligation. So that was the strangeness of it. Um, but that would be my overall recommendation is if you You do, didn't drop the, I'm an art handler. Can I just do this for you? Give me the gloves. No, they wouldn't let you do that. Although there's weird things, though. Like when I looked at the Jasper Johns book, they just yeah. let you barehand it. It's crazy. They like set it on this foam setup that's like very delicate so that the binding doesn't get ruined. And there's like interweaving. What's that called? Interlacing that like special paper that goes between book pages. Right. Yeah. That's in there. And they're like just if you when you touch the page, move it with the paper. Oh. So they do that in lieu of wearing gloves, which is kind of crazy i feel like that doesn't just give you neutral just give people nitrile gloves i feel like that's better but anyway (sighs) well but my blanket advice would just be if you do set up an appointment which i think people that are interested should do it's a cool positive experience pick less than five pick five i think five is probably five five. is probably the ideal number for an artist because you can't like have them lay them all out on a table and be like i'll look well that's what i kind of thought it was gonna happen yeah and it's not it's one at a time and that's the way it is because there's not a lot of space in there so like they give you a particular setup for each particular thing depending on the size because it was a friday that they were a little busier no i think it's like this all the time i think it's a pretty consistent thing because there's only so many people that can fit in there and do it no it's not that it's just that they're Concerned about safety. Like, they even make you take off your little Met sticker that they give you so you can they get don't up want there. It to fall they off. don't want adhesive near it. Yeah. Like, which is the glove thing is strange the that they gloves. let you bare hand yeah. stuff, but that they're really worried about certain stuff like this. You can only have pencils. You have to sign a release form to take photos. Um, what? Yeah. Like, you're allowed to take photos for personal reference. You're not allowed to post them, and you're not allowed to use the photos in any publication you have to use the met 
version of photography it, yeah. if you want to use it. Right. Um, the, but like, you're allowed to take them to, privately you're for like, yourself. Thank you so much. I will be using this in a painting. Uh, anywho, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Like, that was the thing. What what I was in there to investigate, I didn't really have, like, a plan in mind, but mostly what I was there to investigate was, like, I'm just thieving techniques and taking right. technical notes. I'm not really concerned about, like, the narrative thing, fuck elements yeah. of these pieces or whatever. I picked them all on the basis of, like, ooh, that would be a pretty thing to see close up. Right. And it is really cool when you see things that are out of their frames. Not everything is out of their frame. It oh. just depends how they're storing it. Yeah. Um, but that's the maximum experience. Like when you see, uh, like I saw that, uh, Henri Edmond cross that I talked about requesting, um, with no frame. And I was mm. like, wow, this is great. I saw the Gru's uh, drawing without a frame. That was also great. Fragonard. Oh no, sorry. Fragonard was in a frame. Um, but anyway, they like, would frame that cause it probably came framed from as a gift. Yeah. Just, or if they exhibit it more or less frequently, you know, They'll probably have it in a frame, right. but it's really cool when you see it without a frame because you could really you can really get into the nitty gritty of the detail and the technique and like how was this done and that was all the, all the notes that I took like I have them on the iPad over there and I ha- wanted to have it at the ready in case I wanted to like look at them, but there's nothing interesting to note. I was literally right. taking notes like, oh, I think he might have done this to get the gradient effect in the watercolor, oh, and like that's something I might want to copy or like looking at the Van Gogh, I was like. Oh, I really like how this composition is actually just a primary. Oh, that's that oil on paper. Really? Yeah, that was really cool, actually. Huh. Um, just because it's like a straight up Van Gogh. I don't know. It's like a straight up Van Gogh painting. You're like, I'm this close to this, and I'm Wild. so close yeah. to it, and they don't care if you whatever you're doing to it. It's fine. They're like raw dog it. Just pick it up. Yeah, that one was in a frame, obviously. Wow. But you know, but it was cool because I would just like take notes about like oh this is actually a primary color scheme but it doesn't appear that way because it's like anchored by these certain other colors right. just things i, I yeah. think when i wasn't if i wasn't in a controlled environment being kind of forced to look closely i wouldn't really note right but you start to notice different stuff like that you know or like oh isn't it interesting that he used this one technique in this one area and then probably like didn't like it so like moved on to something else over here you know yeah um a lot of stuff like that Hmm. just noticing the layering and drawings because I mean that was really what I was there for I picked a lot of prints and drawings that I thought I would because I'm working on drawings right now so I thought oh okay this is there's like things I can take from this or things I could learn from this but I would have liked to go go in with a more focused intention that's what oh. I think I'll do next time is like how many times can you go once a year twice a as year? many as you want oh, sure. they don't care and I, once you have a relationship with them it seems like it's a lot easier to get in there Oh. Like, I got the sense from the other two people that were in there that they knew those people. Like, they had oh, been in sure, that room yeah. a lot of times, and, like, they're studying for writing something or whatever, and they go at probably every other week or something. They knew them. Right. Um, that was the other thing why it might have felt slightly uncomfortable is just that I was a stranger, and maybe most people that go there actually aren't. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to, like, be a, at a certain level of in the know if you're like, I can request things. Wow. What a thing. Because they're probably used to, like, students going. And they're like, fine, moron. And they're like, you? You. No, that's, students and old people. That's the like, thing. I had the presence more of a student that was, like, in oh. there with no real reason, no real right. intention. And I think they're kind of annoyed by that because they're like, this is a lot of work for us and you don't give a shit. Oh. And you're just, like, trying this out. And that is kind of true. But it's, also, like. But it's their job. I don't feel bad about yeah. it. I don't feel bad for them. No. 
and it was like I did a sampling menu to get it. What is this experience? I, do I want to do this again or whatever? And so, yeah, sure. But I just know what it is now. And I would I mean, approach it differently. You did a weird a la carte thing instead of like a, you know, a tasting menu of like, I would like five things of the same person or, five, you know, which they would be more inclined to be like, this is easier for us. Not only is it easier for them, it also just makes sense to them. Yeah. They're like, I get what this person's vibe is and maybe because they're very knowledgeable, you know, they yeah. work in that department and archive it. So like I asked them a couple of questions that they didn't really have answers to. But the other people were interacting with them in a way that was like um, a little more on the fly. Like they w- they would go in. One, one woman was looking at these like Romanesque books, like from the 13th century or something. Yeah. And she only requested two, but when she finished with the two she was looking at, she was like, what else do you have that's like this? And then they would, like like a librarian, give her advice that, like, oh, based on these, like, you might like this one, and then they would go get it for her. Oh. So I kind of realized that, like, maybe it's better to pick something focused, and then when you get into it, go, like, you know, this Jasper Johns book is great, but actually, do you have any crosshatch prints from the 70s right now? And they would be like, oh, actually, yeah, we have this one from 72, and they would bring it to you. Yeah. And you can like drill down on a subject more effectively and like utilize them. Yeah. Part of the the resentment that I felt I was experiencing was that like you don't have an intention here, so it's hard for us to know what to do with yeah. it. So you, yeah. So yeah, you had a weird thing. So like you had a like a you had uh how do I want to say this? Like the Hermes problem. So like you went in and were like, Yeah, I'll I'll look at a Birkin and then like maybe some wallets and you got scarves, okay, cool. Like and people are the shopkeepers are like what you're not gonna buy anything i don't give a fuck about you exactly you're not a return client that's you're exactly useless right. to me that's exactly like right. there's no longevity to like because basically they're kept in you know for lack of a better word they're kept by people doing that and like you know or like a sommelier like hmm, i like this this and this but like what do you have like what's what's you know Yes, they want like, to be actively involved in, in the, the process. process if yeah. they have to get up out of their desk to help you, they want to be able to participate. They want to, yeah, they want to right. wield some influence in Absolutely. the process. Um, the, 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 the time, I kind of broke the ice by the end because what I did was I speed ran through as much as I could. And then when the clock was ticking, I was like, give me the Jasper Johns book. I'm going to spend the last half hour on the Jasper right. Johns book. That's why I didn't finish the list because I basically spent 10 minutes on each thing. And when I realized like, oh, shit. I want to spend the most time with this. And I knew that going in, but that's when she really lit up the woman that was helping me. Mm -hmm. She was like, Oh, this book's like all of Jasper Johns's career in one book. And I was like, yeah, I know I saw it in Philly, but it was only two pages. And I was, I'm curious about like the French and the English in it. Like, and you know, we had a little conversation about it and she was like, Oh, I kind of get your vibe now. But that was like at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. But, eh, but at least it's like a, Oh, Oh, now I get what we're trying to do here. And it's also you know? kind of approving yourself of like, I'm not a complete idiot. I am looking at these things for a reason. And and at the at the end, I did have, a, after we talked about the Jasper Johns book, I had a small conversation with her where she was like, oh, how did you hear about us? And I was like, I don't really remember. I think I just kind of like found it on the website or just kind of like always knew. Didn't we walk by it and I was like, can you just go in there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we did actually have that experience. But I was like, yeah, I know, but I'm an artist. Like, I'm in here just, like, taking technical notes. That's why I'm looking at these things, like, kind of quick. And she was kind of like, oh, okay, like... I'm oh, not, this makes sense I'm now. not yeah. writing about anything. I yeah. just, like, want to get a See close it. look yeah. at this stuff. That's all. And it made that made sense. And it was, like, a little, you know, it was nice. It was a little easier. It was a good, like, closer of, like, I will be back when I want to, when I can. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I told her, like, I'm, I really appreciate that you speed ran this with me because I know... 
that's kind of annoying and I just didn't know. Like next time I won't pick as many things. Yeah. And she was kind of like, yeah, don't. Don't do that yeah, to me. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I mean, I think like the that kind of thing, like, you know, again, like always be nice to librarians. Of course. Essentially. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe just like the better. There's always someone who has like niche secret knowledge or whatever. And like it behooves you to be very nice to them. And ask them questions only sometimes, because if you ask all the time, it's annoying. It's like record people, record collecting people, like, you can't ask me all the fucking time. Well, also, you don't want to do that to yourself, because then they might start spouting off about, like, obscure My- That's Miles I mean. Davis EPs, and I you're like, I fuck, actually yeah. wasn't talking That's about not, that, and yeah, I don't no, care. No. Yeah. Um, you know, like, if people know a little bit, like, um, so, my, my, so you had a real artistic, you know, uh, you know, endeavor with like experts. I I went to Kith after my dentist appointment. What's Kith? Uh, Kith is a, a street streetwear brand. Oh, like um, big shoe, big shoe moment sneakerhead. I see. Like Kith. Okay. Um, founded by this guy who's like a, a like a shoe impresario who's just like he's just the he's a shoe guy, but they make clothes, and like fuck boys and like. European tourists wear the stupid thing with like the Kith logo on it. Um, the lines outside Lafayette Street, right? So it's sure. it's like a thing. So I roll in. I'm like, I just had my teeth clean, and this Russian lady just tore the shit out of my gums. I'm gonna treat myself. Um, and so I did the thing of like, uh, I want to try this and this, and it's like an experience. They're like, oh yeah, uh, I saw. It. I was like, it's sold out online. Do you have it? And they're like, oh wow, you okay? You looked ahead. Oh yeah, they're coming up. Boop, 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 boop. I'm like, yeah, bring, uh, also bring this one up because the last is a little different and I want to see. And he's like, the fuck are you talking? He's like, do you know things? And I'm like, yeah, I know things. He's like, you said the word last and that was weird. No one ever knows what the fuck that means. He's like, are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the biz. Yeah, you're revealing the secrets of the trade. So we, yeah. then it was just like, he was just like, okay, you're fine. Like here, here they are. I was like, okay, thank you. Like, He's like, I'm not going to try to sell to you. You're going to buy or you're not. But we're just going to be like, what are you doing? I'm like, these, wrap them up. Right. He's like, great. Good to meet you. Like, it was very much that, like, you proved yourself very quickly. Like, this is what we do sure. in, like, at least in luxury, you do this all the time. And in certain service aspects, you do this all the time where you do secret handshake shit. Like, like when Ben goes to restaurants. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you have to let people know that you know. So, like, when you're like, I'm a painter and I really want to spend time, like, you're always letting the people who have the secret knowledge that you maybe have some of or a lot of to let you know, like, I'm not a weirdo. I'm just, I am one of you. Well, it's strange with art professionals that are not artists themselves because they, it's not quite the same thing. It's not quite analogous because they're not, they're not in the know in the way that you are. And they do think that you're a weirdo. Yeah. And... I think there's a mix of admiration and resentment from like art historians and art archivists and experts on art that don't actually make it where they don't get the vibe that like I'm a generalist. That's what artists are. Right. And you're uh, you're like a technocrat. You're an expert in a field. Right. I am an expert in nothing and everything. Yeah. And that's kind of an intimidating thing. And also they think you're stupid. Yeah. And that both things are true. Yeah. They're like, you're a a smart dummy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And but it's it's and it's really hard to communicate your intentions when you're like I don't have intention, I have intuition. Well, so I want to yeah. look at the tasting menu because I want to see what it's going to be. That's what I like. always yeah. do. Yeah. Anyway, like the next time I will do that too. It'll just be a little less. Yeah. I'm still going to be not looking at just Romanesque books. Yeah. You know, that's never going to happen. We're not doing predictable here on this no. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I and I get why that's confusing to them. Yeah. You know. They're yeah. like, what the fuck is this fucking pile? Yeah. And 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 they're hard to interact with because like they're they're just people of a different sensibility. They're like nerds that ended up focusing on art. Yeah. And like artists are not nerds usually. <sighs> but we are. We are. More nerdish about certain things. Like we'll get into knockdown dragouts over what did you buy? What pigment? No, 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 that's trash. What do you like? That's nerdy. Well, that's you know, why that's you very can, trekky. That's you why know? you can talk to the guy at the paint store, though. That's that's closer to the retail analogy, maybe. Where like somebody that is a a professional um, materials person, like a stretcher manufacturer or a paint store person, we all get it. Yeah. Artists. The other thing that I did this weekend was go to Downing Frames to drop off yeah. my print, and it turns out I actually know the owner of Downing Frames. Oh. Um, I, I didn't make the connection immediately, but he recognized me because I've worked with him before in multiple gallery environments. Oh. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, closely because I do specialized packing. Right. So right, I've right. like actually talked to him a, a yeah. lot. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh yeah," and we, you know, so we talked. But it was like, I'm bringing that up because it was like, "Oh yeah, we're like tradesmen. Like we know about materials and like how to do shit." That's maybe a little bit closer to the retail right, thing, yeah. where it's like we have the same secrets in common and the same kind of sensibility. And it's like, ooh, it's but, the it's the Spider Man meme of you, you? yeah, huh, huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with somebody that archives art, they don't. They've never touched a they, brush in their life. Yeah. They don't have the same nerd level. No, which is what you were saying too. Yeah. But I think of them as nerds because they're more theoretical. I would say artists don't really qualify as nerds because they're more tactile based. Well. You yeah. know, it, it's the We're it's, practical motherfuckers. It's literally like, the eh. difference between a bookish person in in high school and a football player. Like one person has a lot of like bodily knowledge, right, about how to move in space, but they're kind of dull in other ways. Yeah, and one person has a lot of theoretical knowledge, but they're they're asocial yeah. and unskilled it's, in that way. It's the difference between like kinesthetic memory and like, you know, uh, philosophical memory. Sure. Yeah. And like you know, painters are in the perfect world, like a fusion of both. Like you can't be just one. Otherwise you're a dumb, dumb and you make stick figures of horses that sell for $250,000, which is unfortunately a lot of people. Well, um, and I can't tell whether you're talking about Susan Rothenberg or someone else. Someone you've packed before. Yeah. Oh yeah. We can't talk about. Nope. Yep. Them. He's a moron. I've, <laughs> I've, I've sat in a fucking room with that man, so I don't give a shit. He's a fucking dumbass. Um, oh, my God. I have a story about this. I will. T- it's not that sensitive, but I can't tell it here. I'll tell it on the after show. So subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon because I'm going to spill the beans about boop. Excuse me. Well, I my boops are different than yours. They're not racist. I mean, the boops only mean one thing, man. That's very coded. to you. Okay. All You're right. learning and growing. You have to learn what the different boops are. All right. Fair enough. All right. We can sign off. It's a little bit short, but that's okay. By how long? 30 seconds. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. We and, can, the, we, and the goddamn podcast. We can do a 59-minute episode every once in a while. It's fine. <sighs>